Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. I believe that there's a sound that God wants to release this morning. And it's the sound of worshippers. It's the sound of adoration. It's the sound of a release from heaven. It's the sound that says, I only have one God. I only have one Lord. I only have one King. And this morning, God is looking for the sound of worshippers. He's looking for the sound of lovers. He's looking for the sound of His people that will worship Him with all of His heart. There's a sound that God wants to release this morning. There's a sound that we've not known before. There's a depth that God wants to break out this morning. So I want to encourage you to worship Him with all of your heart, with all of your soul. We're here to worship Him.
Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, give us a heart like David. He hungered for you. He thirsted for you, God. That you wouldn't find us lacking, Father. That you wouldn't find us familiar with who you are, God. That you wouldn't find us dry, God. That our love would not grow dry. That our love would not grow cold for you, God. But we might say it's not my way, and it's not my form, and it's not who I am. But love has a sound. Love has a sound. Passion has a sound. Passion has a sound. Fire has a sound. We might say it's not who I am. Jesus, just begin to call his name. Jesus, Jesus, that our kids would see that we love you. That our kids would see that we're on fire for you. That our society would see that we love you. That our family would see that we love you, God. That our workplaces would see that we love you, God. Out of all your name, Jesus, Jesus, come and burn in me. Drench you with who he is. Then we wouldn't be satisfied for 
just a few songs. God, God, we want you. God, we want you. Jesus, I want you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I love 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 you, God. 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 Come on, I'm up to hell. Come on, I'm up to hell. Come on, I'm up to hell. Come on, I'm up to Restoring it to you. It is in your DNA. It is in your spirit. 
to be a person on fire for me. You were made to be a person on fire for me. Don't listen to the enemy where he said, oh, it's too much. Love has a sound. Passion has a sound. Love has a sound. that their glory will rest upon our children. I'm just going to ask you to take your children out to the various groups. And Father, we thank you that you are raising up a generation who will know your glory. They will grow up in the glory of God. That they will grow up in the presence of God. That those who know their God will be great and do mighty exploits. So, Father, we speak that out over our children as they go to their various groups, Lord God, that they will be a people who will have visions and dreams. Right now, just begin to pray and prophesy over our children that they will be a people who have visions of Jesus and they will have dreams of Jesus and they will prophesy in ways that we've not prophesied before and they will see miracles like we've not seen before and they will see a release of the supernatural that we've not known children over this generation God we praise you just continue to praise him continue to worship him you know that God is doing something in you I want to encourage you need you in a way that I've not known before. God, I'm hungry for you, God. God, I don't want to settle, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's an awakening. He's awakening. Shama said, My son, Doba Bashebebe, Rabaso Toba Bashebebe, Rababaha Sebebebebe. He's awakening. He's awakening. Shakara Baba Bahai, Rebebebe Shantoba Bahai, Shora Bashebebebebebebe, Shantora Baha.
to you, Jesus. We say, come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Come, Jesus, into every need, into every life, into our town, Lord God. Kiana Moshe Bebebe, Rabba Baba Sete. Begin to lift up those people, begin to lift up those needs, begin to lift them to the throne of God. Every sickness, every need, every deliverance, every bondage, God, we lift into your throne room, God. We lift them before you, Jesus.
to thrive with him and there's some in here that you feel like you've just been existing and God said that was never my intention you were made to run with me you were made to do the impossible you were made for my glory you were made and you feel like you're just existing God says you were made to dance in the storm. You were made to dance on the waters of life. When there's storms all around you, God said, I made you to dance, not to sink. I made you to dance in the storms of life. I made you to dance with me. That you wouldn't sink, that you wouldn't just survive, but that you would dance in the storms of life. I made you to dance. I made you to run with me. I made you to see the impossible. I made you to see the impossible in your life. It is over your life. It is over your destiny. It is over your identity. You were made to dance with Him. You were made to run with Him. You were made to see miracles. It is over this church. This church is a church of miracles. It is in our DNA. It is in our spirit. Written it before time began. Kingdom faith, you are a place of miracles. It is over your life, it is over your destiny. It is in you, it is in you. And the enemy has tried to rob it. You were made for miracles, you were made for the supernatural. You were made, and the enemy knows the calling upon kingdom faith and he's tried to thwart it but God has said now I'm restoring I'm restoring I'm restoring I'm restoring I'm restoring I'm restoring I'm restoring, I'm restoring, I'm restoring. Shake it, baby, shake it, baby. Rabba, shake it, baby, baby. Rabba, baba, shake it, baba, baba. Rabba, shake it, baba, baba, baba. Rabba, shake it, baba, baba,
what I believe God is saying to us this morning is there's a seismic shift taking place this morning. A seismic shift taking place this morning. God is thinking about his purposes. He's not thinking about a meeting. God is thinking about what he is doing in the nations. What he's doing in this nation. In his purposes, he's not thinking about a Sunday morning meeting with some songs and a message and then a cup of tea afterwards. God is thinking about his kingdom purposes right now. He is seated on his throne. The earth is his footstool. He is working out his kingdom purposes. And what he's asking this morning is who will come with me? Who will go with me? Who will run with me? That's what he's asking about our lives today, as, as part of this church, as part of Kingdom Faith. Who will run with me? Who will go with me? Seismic shift taking place this morning. Only you can answer that question. We can only go with what the Holy Spirit wants to do in a particular moment. He's thinking kingdom. He's thinking his purposes. He's looking at every one of us as his, not just as children, but as sons of God. That he wants to work his purposes in and through and together as sons of God. He wants us to move together like a kingdom force on earth. Like a kingdom force on earth. He wants us to move with him. He doesn't want us just to think church in terms of meetings and structures and the stuff that we might normally do in church. He's saying, no, come on, think kingdom, guys. Think kingdom, think my purposes, think my glory. I've created you in my image and I am the glorious one and I want to work out my glory on earth as it is in heaven through you as an individual, through you as a body. My church are called to be a people that reveal my glory, who reveal my, the, the, who reveal the, 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 my presence, my revealed presence through their lives. And it's more important that we give God the space to do whatever He wants to do. And we respond to Him in that time, in that space that where He can work and move. It's more important that we respond to Him in our lives and what that means being outworked than going through a form and a function on a Sunday. We have to be available for Him. We're not here for us. We're here for Him. We have to be available for Him. There is a kingdom move of God going on on the earth. And it incorporates being a house of worship and prayer. It means being a house of the Word of God. It means being a people who witness and go out to win souls. It means a people that know who who God is in His glory, a throne room people. It means all of those things and more. We don't want to emphasize one thing. 
We don't want to say, well, we're a house of prayer and worship, or we just got to go and evangelize, or we are a people who just love to be in the glory, or we're a people who do that. No, God's kingdom encompasses all of those things. And God is, a, God is moving in the earth at this time. And there is a move of worship and prayer 24-7. There's a move more than ever before of going out there with the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom to see lives completely transformed. There's, a, there's some people that are more into the supernatural. We just got to go out on the streets and heal the sick, heal the sick. That's part of what God is doing. It's not the focus. And He's called us to be worshippers people of prayer, a people of the Word, people who love one another. We love God. People who know Him as a good, good Father. But that's not the sole focus of who He is. There's a movement of justice in the earth where Christians are saying it's time for justice. Well, justice is God make everything wrong and turning it into right in terms of who He is. So we need to, that's a kingdom thing. So we are people of justice and worship and prayer. We evangelize, we witness, we see miracles, lay hands on the sick and they recover. We're a people of the Word, we're a people of His glory, we're a people who know Him. Why? Because that's a kingdom people. And God is arresting us today. He is arresting us this morning and saying there's a seismic shift taking place. God said this year is about a year of breakthrough and breakout because it, it leads into 2019. Breakthrough and breakout is not, it doesn't finish on December the 31st. This year is literally God just opening the door. He shut, it, he shut some doors and said, no, they're no good anymore. I'm not doing those things anymore. There's a new door that He's opening. And that door opens the way for breakthrough and breakout. There's a fresh move of God's Spirit coming to this nation, coming to the nations. And there's a sense of this huge door that God is opening in the nations to do something unprecedented in our day and in our time. And we must be available. We must be willing in the day of God's power willing and available. We must be in the day of God's power, willing and available. Yesterday, 1st of December, started Advent running up to Christmas. What does Advent mean? Advent means the arrival the arrival of something or the arrival of someone. And so the next three weeks, building up to Christmas, are an expectation of arrival. The, the, the Saviour is coming. The Saviour is coming. But we're not waiting for the Saviour to come for the first time because He's already come 2,000 years ago. And so this Advent for us isn't just building towards Christmas Day. This Advent for us is, is how we wait, how we watch and how we live ready for the one who is going to come again on the earth. And it's how we wait ready, how we watch ready, how we live ready that is so important. 
when God created man. He said, it's good for you not to be alone. He created woman with him. And then he created them in his image, it says. And then he said, go and fill the earth. Go and multiply. Go and fill the earth with what? Not just with people, but with his glory. With the very nature and the character of who he is. So we're not waiting for Jesus to come for the first time at Christmas. We are waiting, watching and living ready today because no one knows the day or the hour. No one knows the time when He's going to come back. But Jesus says, live as if I'm coming back today. And there's an urgency on God's heart for His church, His people. going to happen now even though it might not yet happen till tomorrow next week or whenever waiting in God is waiting with great expectation because you've received something on the inside of your life because you've had a revelation of who God is and you understand what his purposes are that are bigger than just our own needs and the the individual promises He's given over our lives. They're important. How do we wait for those things to be fulfilled? Actively wait, not passively. But also there's a bigger thing that God is doing in terms of His kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. His will being done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why we're here this morning. That's why He's called us to be who we are as kingdom faith to be people who see His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we wait with great expectation for God to fulfill those bigger purposes of transforming a town, a community, a region, a nation and the nations. We don't wait passively wondering when that's going to happen. We wait with great expectation, living our lives step by step, seeking Him, knowing Him, obeying what He says to do today because that all builds towards the bigger purposes of what He's doing. It's all part of Him revealing His glory on earth as it is in heaven. shows his heart for mankind saying I'm going to come to you because you can't reach me and communion is a meal that recognises that remembers what God did for us and the power that is still at work in us right now 
but it also helps us to understand the purpose of why we're here. That Jesus came and hung on a cross, whipped and beaten, disfigured, couldn't even be recognized. And he hung there, took in all the pain and the sin and everything that destroyed mankind and separated him from God. And he hung there and took all the disfiguration of sin and pain and shame and guilt upon himself because that's what sin does. It disfigures, it cripples, it kills, it destroys. And he hung there, took in all that destruction on himself open up a way to make it possible to be forgiven, to be made whole, to be healed, to come into relationship with God the Father. Because God wanted His glory to be back in mankind. Because when man sinned, the glory then was separated from God and man. And God's heart was always to restore, not just a relationship, but us to know Him in His glory so we could be filled with His glory. And then what He says to us as sons of God is, I want you to take that glory. I want you to take my revealed nature and character out to the world, out to the nations, to those that are around you. So we eat and drink of Him today. We eat of His body because we're totally dependent on Him. Jesus, You are my food. You are my fulfillment. You are my sustenance. I don't need to medicate on anything else because You fulfill every desire, everything in me that I ever need. Because You are the living Word. You're the bread of life. And You are my food. And we eat of Him. We're dependent on Him. And then He shed His blood so that we could be forgiven and cleansed. But that blood is still at work right now. You're a blood-washed person when you know Jesus Christ. So we can boldly and confidently worship Him. Be sons of God, children of God, because we're washed in that blood that has separated us from everything that is unholy. And that blood has then enabled us to become and be holy in Him. And that blood is still at work today. That blood destroys the work of the enemy. That blood destroys every pain and sickness, death and destruction. God has won the victory over it. But as we go, we go in His name with the power of the blood at work in our lives. And that blood overcomes everything out there that we can come across. Because the blood is still speaking and working today. So this isn't a religious moment. This isn't a tradition. This is a meal that represents the life of who God is and what He's done in us and what He wants to do through us. If all the servers could come up and just be ready. If you could just take the bread wherever you are. If you're a server now, just take a piece of bread. Jesus took the bread and He broke it. If you could just break that right now. Jesus broke the bread with the disciples at the Last Supper. And He said, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat this. Eat of me. This is my body given for you. And then He took the cup and He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. It's my blood that is shed for you and for many. They didn't understand what He meant at that point because he hadn't been to the cross yet. That was about to take place the next few hours afterwards.
And he held this cup up and said, this is the blood of a new covenant. This is something new that's going to be released. Something new that's going to take place. Blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. And every time you drink this, remember me. Well, they, they didn't know what he meant, but the other side of the cross, when they took communion daily in their homes, daily in their lives, they were celebrating the victory of the cross, the power of the blood of Jesus and everything that he won. They appropriated that in their lives. Salvation breaking out, miracles breaking out because they understood the power of what took place through the cross, what that meal represented, that resurrection life where, where because death couldn't hold him. That's what we're eating and drinking of now. The resurrection life, the power of who he is. Do you want to just start passing it around? Just take a little bit of bread if you've not done this before. Take a little bit of pass the, the plate on. When you receive the cup, if you just take a little sip straight away and then pass it on, don't hold on to the cup for ages while you pray. Just take a sip, pass it on, and then you can pray. Just continue to worship the Lord. You might need to receive healing today. One of the things that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, some of you are sick and some of you have died because you've not discerned the power of the blood. You haven't discerned what it means to take communion. You haven't discerned the body and the blood of Jesus. It doesn't mean they died because they didn't. They were, they were, it, it, what he's saying is people are still sick because you don't recognize the power of it. People have died because you don't recognize the power of what you can receive. So some of you might need to receive healing today. As you eat and drink of him, receive your healing. Receive who He is afresh. He is your healer. He is your health. He is your wholeness. Just receive of Him. Receive of Him. Maybe some of you, as you eat the bread this morning, you need to, you might need to say in your heart, Father, you've not been my bread of life. I've been feeding on some other stuff. I've been medicating on other things. I've been looking for fulfillment or satisfaction in other stuff. That doesn't, not necessarily loads of sin, but you've just been into this or into that and into the other. And, and when you haven't been doing those things, you feel like, oh, I want to be doing those things. And oh, if I didn't have those, I'd be lacking something. And if there's something like that that goes on when you look at your life and you feel, well, if I don't do this, I'll be lacking or missing or feel like I've not done something. You need to look at that and say, actually, that's begun to fill a space in my life that's become a need. I need to do this, otherwise I won't be fulfilled. I need to do that as I feel like I'm missing something. When anything like that goes on in our life, we just need to take stock and take a look and say, hang on, He is the bread of life. He is my food and my fulfillment. I'm not fulfilled by feeding on other stuff to fill something in here that I need to be filled in some way. No, if you need to do that, just surrender afresh to the Lord and say, Father, I just want to give you the area that I've started to look for fulfillment in and I want to find total fulfillment and satisfaction in you. I want you afresh to be the bread of life in me, that you, your word, spending time with you, being with you, walking with you, the great rest we looked at last week, that moment by moment relationship. I want you to be my food, you to be my sustenance, you to be my fulfillment. Buying something else is not going to fulfill me. Having the next thing is not your fulfillment or the next whatever it might be or it's not going to fulfill you. God blesses us. 
He does stuff that we don't even ask for sometimes and He blesses us in ways where it's like, wow, that's amazing. But find your sustenance, your food, your fulfillment in Him. Just appropriate the power of the blood for your health and healing and wholeness this morning. hand over this need to you Father I thank you you know my needs you know everything you know before it's even on my lips you know you know every thought that goes on in my mind every intention of my heart God knows we don't have to remind him of stuff because we think he's forgotten but as we make him our food and our drink our food and our drink our food and our drink Seek first his kingdom and righteousness and everything else. All these things will be added unto you. Hey church, let's go after Jesus in a fresh way, shall we? Let's go after him and his purposes in a fresh way. Let's go after him and his purposes. There's so many people that you know, I know, we know together that don't yet know him. There's a nation that is on the brink of all kinds of stuff at the moment. Confusion and division and anger and loads of stuff going on at the moment there's stuff kicking off in other nations around Europe and you can see what's going on in France and it's just there just under the surface man we need God more than ever in our nation and in the nations amen interested in speaking and us responding than he is us sitting and listening to a message because he's speaking this morning and we're responding and that God's more interested in that than well, did we put it all together did we have a couple of songs and a bit of a message and a cup of tea oh yeah great that was church no he is where he comes amongst these people he's given space to speak and as we respond then to him and he's like that's it it's relationship relationship what are we here for we're here for relationship with Jesus and then we carry whatever he's doing in us. We then take that out into our homes and our workplace and life out there. We take whatever we're in, whatever he's doing in us, we take, that's what he's interested in. It's a living organism, the body of Christ. to a meeting and you're like what on earth is going on in here 
Maybe the building is different than you thought. There's no windows in this particular one. Um, and you think, wow, I didn't realize church could be like this or Christians were like that or they'd have lights and a band and maybe there's stuff going on in your heart and you're like, well, this, this is like off the scale. This is just not what I thought. But there's something real about this. There's, there, there can't be this many people in the room that are just a bunch of weirdos. is speaking right into your heart right into your life at this moment and he's saying to you I am real and I know you better than you know yourself I know every thought every intention every heart thing that goes on in your heart I know you but I want you to know relationship with God is really, really simple. It starts with just responding to His initiative towards you. And His initiative towards you, if you heard a few minutes ago, was Jesus coming and hanging on a cross. 2,000 years ago, to take everything that could separate any of us from, from God. So he opened up the way to make it possible to know him. God made the first move. Why? Because love always makes the first move. The nature of love is to give. And because God is love, he comes to give. He says, I'm going to make the first move. I'm going to go. I'm going to go down to earth. I'm going to meet with them, live amongst them and show them who I am through Jesus. But I'm not then going to say, now try and reach me. No, in Jesus, I'm going to hang there on the cross and take everything on myself because Jesus is not only the Son of God, He is God. And He took everything upon Himself so that we don't have to live with all of the rubbish on our lives, guilty before God. And He takes away the guilt that we have before we know Him. And He took that way through Jesus and he opens up the way and he says hey I want you to know me because I already know you but I want you to know me I want you to come into relationship with me I want to come into everything that I have for you in relationship with me I want you to be part of my body on earth called the church I want you to be part brothers and sisters you know with with in a new family you to be part of our work in my heart for the world, my heart for the nations, my heart for people, my heart for your family, your friends that don't even know me either. But it's my heart for them to know me. And you can just respond, just take a first step, at least a heart response that says today, God, I don't even know who you are. But whatever's going on in me there's something real going on right now inside me and God I need you God I want you that's where it starts it starts with God I need you God I want you I don't know you I don't but something on the inside says this is right chat with you afterwards to pray with you 
just meet and say, hi, how you doing? Love to talk with you, just help you begin a relationship with Jesus if you've never responded to him you can do that today maybe some of you say I, I want to come back to God and Jen was leading through that and you've been responding many of us in the room already there you're kind of saying God I want to go forward I want to move forward in you I don't want to just sit and just wait for something to happen I want to be right on the front foot right where you're working and moving thank you Jesus let's stand together just stand to our feet for a moment part of the advent story an angel Gabriel visits Zechariah gives him an amazing promise Zechariah was the high priest in the, the temple and went in to offer the uh, sacrifice for the forgiveness of people's sins going there once a year or whatever and he went in and he didn't come out when they thought it was going to come out and he had an encounter with God in there and God spoke to him and said you're going to have a son I want you to call him John and basically what he was saying he's going to be the forerunner for Jesus the Messiah the one who is to come and Zechariah was a bit old and he looked at the circumstance well I'm a bit old and my wife's a bit old how can I know and there was doubt there unbelief there and even though God gave the promise the angel then said to him look because you didn't believe you're not going to be able to speak until the child is born and so for over nine months the guy or nine months or so couldn't speak see what does unbelief do unbelief silences us in our lives it mutes us in our lives what happened the same angel then visited Mary and she was afraid in the same way that Zachariah was whoa hang on a minute what's going on here and he said the same thing to her as he said to Zachariah don't be afraid but then he gives her an amazing promise and prophesies and talks about that she was even though she was a virgin she was going to become pregnant and give birth to the son of the most high and she was to call him Jesus and he was going to bring salvation. He was going to be the saviour of the world to the people. Her response was different. She recognised the natural. Well, I'm a virgin. She didn't say, well, how can I know? What she said is, wow, if I'm a virgin and you're saying I'm going to give birth to the Son of God, well, you must have a plan. So how, how you, how's that going to happen then? And her response was one of faith and next obviously outworking the Holy Spirit put that seed in her we don't want to be people that look at circumstances and say hey God I'm too old I'm too this I'm too that or the circumstances are too great we don't want to live mute in our lives what did she say what did Mary say at the end after everything the angels said and because he then went on and said, even your cousin is uh, already, she's six months pregnant and, and she's going to you know, have a child and he's going to be this and that and the other and then your child's going to follow him on and everything. What was her response? Be it 
unto me as you have said or according to your word or whatever, however you want to put it. That's what God's looking for. That's what God, he just wants that response in our heart. Jesus, no matter what you say, whatever promises you give, whether they're to me personally about my husband being saved or my children coming to know you or this situation, be it worked out, somebody receiving my healing, whatever it is, or whether it's the bigger purpose of what you're doing in the nations and how you're going to transform. Father, my response is be it unto me according to your word. How many of you want that response in your heart and life? Maybe let's just say that to the Lord, whether it's in our personal lives or whether that's through His bigger purposes being outworked. Maybe our response this morning is, Father, be it unto me according to your word. I don't want to be a Zechariah. I want to be a Mary. I don't want to be a mute in unbelief. Because unbelief, you don't speak and you don't act when there's unbelief. But where there's faith being released, you speak and then you act. Because what's on the inside is stronger than what's on the outside. So maybe let's just, as we're standing, we're presenting ourselves before the Lord this morning. And just saying, Father, here we are. Here we are. We're individuals might be husband and wife if you've got kids we're a family whatever we're presenting ourselves together saying Father here we are be unto us according to your word whatever you want to do through who we are as kingdom faith are you ready to run in the paths of God's commands looked at that Psalm 119 verse 32 we looked at last week are we ready to run in the paths of his commands thank you Jesus Father we praise you we exalt you come on guys let's just uh, let's just worship for a few minutes I know time's pretty much gone but let's let's just worship for a few minutes just just lift your hands anyway don't wait for anybody to see anything just lift your hands begin to worship him Just lift your hands all around the room right now. Everybody, raise your hands to Him. As if you're saying, Father, I surrender. I give myself to You. I lift You higher over my life because You are worthy. You are Lord. I belong to You. I've not belonged to myself. I belong to You, Jesus. Be it unto me according to Your Word because You purchased me with Your life. And I'm a son of Yours. I'm a child of Yours. Be unto me according to Your Word. I'm available in this day of power. worship Jesus together. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.